I am so excited about some things in my heart to share with you today here on Pastor's Chat. Again, thank you for taking time to spend with me as we look into God's Word and be encouraged, especially in these days in which we live. I was thinking, if happiness was based on having things, I'm telling you, my friend, Americans should be the most happy people in all the world. I mean, we have everything you can ever imagine that uh, should make us happy. Or if happiness were based on not only having things, but knowing and having a relationship with God, you would think Christians would be the happiest people in all the world. But I tell you what, I am meeting some pretty miserable people in America. And I'm meeting some very unhappy people even in the church today. And I believe it's because we are focused on the wrong things. We have forgotten the royal law of God because real happiness is not having things. Real joy is not having everything going right in our way. Real joy is knowing who God is, what He has given us in Christ, and what we have today in Christ. And so James in this passage that we're going to start looking at as we go further into this passage is encouraging us to spiritual maturity. A spiritual mature person is a faithful person, a consistent person, a steadfast person, a patient person, one who is filled with grace and love. A spiritual mature person is one who is connected to God and the love of God is flowing through his heart to the people around him. Now, that's what James is really seeking to do here, but he's getting real practical because he wants us to deal with the real issues of our heart and that we would not be deceived. That's why he highlights the Word of God and the necessity of the Word of God in our lives in chapter 1. And then as he goes into chapter 2 here, he's dealing with this thing called partiality. Now, we've already read the first passage where he kind of does the test of the rich man, the poor man coming to church and how you treat him will show what kind of things are going on in your heart with respect to partiality and respect of persons as to their social status. But here in verse 8, as we continue through there, he says, If you fulfill the royal law according to Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. So for a minute today, the royal law of God. You know, Jesus was asked a question one time by a man, uh, believe it was a lawyer, in the Gospel of Luke, who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus told the story of the man who got beaten up and thrown in the side of the ditch and different people came by and nobody cared for him. But finally, the Good Samaritan came by and took care of him with everything he had. And the real question not is, who is my neighbor? But the real question is, to whom can I be a neighbor? Because your neighbor is the person closest to you in need. And I'm telling you, you got neighbors all around you, all along the pathway of life every day. And so the royal law that he's speaking about, Jesus actually was bringing that up. And that is, love thy neighbor. That's called the royal law. Now, why is it called the royal law? Well, number one, it was given by the king. So anything the king gives as a law is the royal law. God himself gave that through the Ten Commandments and through the law of God where he said, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. That was confirmed by Jesus in the New Testament. 
And so we see the royal law comes from the king. That's why it's the royal law. That's why we should obey it. The second aspect of it is this law rules all other laws. Matter of fact, in Romans 13, 10, the scripture says that all the law of God is fulfilled in this law. Love your neighbor as yourself. I'm telling you, if today we really practice loving our neighbors ourselves, there would be no need for the complex thousands of laws that a citizen has to have over him if we truly loved our neighbors. The third reason it's the royal law of God is obeying it makes you a king. Obeying it makes you a king. Hatred makes a person a slave, but love sets a person free from selfishness and enables us to reign like kings. Oh, today, let's fulfill the royal law of God. God bless. Have a wonderful day.